0: Right, bitches. Okay, we are fucking ready. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Confident As Fuck podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode because this week's episode is actually a topic that was submitted by you guys over on Instagram. And I did a few polls on the Confident As Fuck Instagram. Which, if you're not following, you can follow Confident AF Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow us, or excuse me, follow me on Instagram, the Confidence Queen underscore underscore. I did a lot of polls over there on Instagram because I really wanted to dive deep into this topic. The topic of today's podcast is actually going to be how to stay positive and love your body while losing weight or on a like health journey, right? And so that gets a little ambiguous, first of all, when we describe health and what is health to us and what does that mean to us? So I wanted to dive deeper, like I said, I wanted to get into like the nitty gritty of what does health mean to you? Is that defined by weight? And how does confidence and trying to be confident or body positive? positive and loving your body affect how you lose weight? Can you do both at the same time? All of the things. Okay. So we're going to get into everything. So I'm super excited. Um, but first let's just get into our like weekly little recap or weekly win and our weekly fave. So my weekly fave for this week is actually my hair. <laughs> so my hair, I went and got my hair done with my girl Bailey, who I actually met about a year ago. A little over a year ago, right when I was actually really diving into this confidence stuff, you know that feeling when you get your hair done and you're just like, oh my God, I can take on the world. Like you just feel so good. It just feels like a refresh, like a refresh. And it just felt so good. So I got my hair done this week. So that is actually my weekly fave. Just getting my hair done. She put a little um, like highlight here in the front called a money piece, which I just like, it just made me feel younger, like I know we're always trying to feel like younger and everything like that, but it just made me feel like fresh, alive. Like it felt great. And so that's my weekly fave this week. I'm gonna link her on Instagram if you guys wanna check her out. She's amazing. And we will be having her on the pod later as well. So, oh, and did I mention, she's also a graduate of Confidence Queens Academy, which I just think is amazing. We did Confidence Queens Academy back in December, which if you don't know what Confidence Queens Academy is, it's a program that I run and I created. It's an eight week course that does live calls and also video modules. Well, she took Confidence Queens Academy me. We did it back in, let's see, we did it back in December is when I launched it or November and December, but because of the holidays, we were just so busy. We ended up pushing it to the new year and it actually worked out so great because it gave me time off in December. And so she just finished and she just graduated and I just could not be more proud of her growth. And just seeing that in person last week in tandem with getting my hair done, it was just overall, it was just a full circle moment. So congratulations to her for graduating and thank you for blessing me with some amazing hair, and just a feel-good day. So now let's go ahead and get into our weekly win. Okay, so my weekly win for this week is actually going to be about... A breakthrough that I had. You guys know, if you listen to my first uh, podcast, you guys know that I was a fitness trainer, a personal trainer, and then I actually moved over to coaching. Whenever you shift in your business and you're going into a new state, um, it just sometimes that transition period is a little bit hard. You know, I wanted to be coaching on this mindset stuff, I wanted to be coaching on confidence, I wanted to be coaching on self love, all this stuff, but you know, it took a while for people to understand where I was coming from, for people to see like, oh, this is something that we like know her for now is more confidence. I almost felt a little like sad because people weren't like, I felt like I was making these big shifts in my life. I felt like I was on this journey and a spiritual journey and I was sharing it on Instagram, sharing it with the people in my life. But you know, it takes people a second and you know, people aren't like right next to you all the time, fully understanding everything in your life. So it takes them a second to like understand what's going on, get on board, see you that way. Like it takes them a second. And I feel like this last like month to two months, I feel like I've really stepped into like this new version of myself. And I've actually been extremely confident with my coaching. So I have a one-on-one client right now who came to me for wanting to improve her relationship with food, her relationship with exercise and overall confidence. And coaching her in the last like five, six weeks, has just been amazing. It's really, really helped me improve my skills as a coach. It's also really just like, I had this like breakthrough this week of reading this book by Amanda Francis and I was reading that book and I was just like, oh my God, these principles that she's teaching about money can also be applied to the way that we feel about our body, to the way that we feel about self-love, to the way that we feel about food. Like all these principles can just honestly be translated over to that. And that's why I think I just felt so confident because it's almost like it finally like all clicked for me and how I can translate things and talk about things. And, you know, I'm teaching off of what I have gone through. I'm teaching off of my experience. I'm teaching off of what has worked for me and other clients, but doing this like and having like almost like someone just spell out like in a different field, of course, but spell out like, Hey, this is, this is how you're actually doing that because it's the exact same steps that I did. I just didn't know I was doing them. And so I don't know. It just made me feel super fucking confident in coaching her and steering her in the right direction. It just made me excited. It made me happy. It made me really just grateful for the clients that I have and excited to take on more clients. So that's my weekly win this week. It's just an advance in my business, a breakthrough. Yeah. It just feels great. So, okay. That's actually what sparked me wanting to actually talk about this topic because I feel like this topic is, I don't think really discussed that much. When I was having this like little breakthrough this week and I was thinking about what I was going to talk about on the podcast this week and what my topic could be, I was like, oh, I want to teach these like steps and I want to do this and that. And then I was like, what if someone was just at the beginning of their journey and they wanted to just kind of like understand how they can love their body and how they can you know, try, want to improve their body at the same time and how those can coexist. That's like the basis for everything. So I'm going to go through some steps in here. Um, I really am passionate about this topic, so let's just fucking get into it. I'm ready to go. I'm actually going to also answer you guys' questions from Instagram. Like I said, okay, so let's just get into it. How to stay positive and love our body while on a health journey or trying to lose weight. So this is a really hard topic to cover, I feel, and that's why I feel a lot of people kind of shy away from it. Let me just first talk about my issues with some of the body positive space and why I felt like... I wanted to move towards more of a body neutral type of approach, not only with myself, but with my clients. When we say like body positive and when we're talking about body positivity, it really seems to me as if we would only love our body. We would only have love for our body. We'd only have positivity about our body and we would not want to change it. That's what I like. The vibe that I get from body positivity is that We don't wanna change our body. And this really just makes me feel like, you know, losing weight can only come from hatred of our body. You know, if we're wanting to lose weight, then we must hate the way that we look. We must dislike something about our body. We may have an issue with, you know, the way that we look in this a bikini or a swimsuit, or we may have a reason to be losing weight that has to do with something that we dislike about our body, which is untrue. And so if we're putting those limitations on it and calling it body positivity, honestly, that just gives such a negative view to like something that is supposed to be positive right? That if we're wanting to change our body, then that can only be out of hate or anger or frustration with our body. Then that just puts such a negative, a negative impact on the body positivity, right? Because, okay, let's think about it this way, right? You have negative, right? Which is hatred for your body, all this angry stuff about your body. And then you have positive, which is full self-love for your body, right? And not wanting to change it. But each one, no matter if you're negative or positive, you also have the opposite, right? You have the negativity on the other side. If your body positive, you have the negative side, which is what what we just described. And if you're negative, then you have the positive side. But if you're in the middle and it just is what it is, like it's not, it's not this super positive all the time thing, and it's not this negative hatred for your body, then it could just be in the middle. Then it just is what it is. And I was actually talking to my acupuncturist about this, um, which I'm going to have him on the podcast as well. Dr. Rufus Fuller was saying that like that when I was describing this, he was like, that would be being like in your flow, like in yoga. Um, And it is what it is. It is like, it just is. It isn't negative or positive or charged in any way. It just is. And so that's how I really like to look at my body is it just is. It serves me it's beautiful. Do I want to change it? Yes, I do. So we're going to get into that in a second. But you know, this concept of having hatred towards our body, and that's why we want to to change it, means that wanting change would mean that we're unhappy, right? And wanting to change something doesn't always mean we're unhappy not only in body not only in the way we look the way we feel our weight anything like that but in anything you don't have to be unhappy to want to change something and so that's where my issue lies with body positivity and the body positive space i still do use a lot of body positivity follow a lot of body positive people that's just my personal feelings toward being body positive what i really strive for not only myself and my but my clients to get to is just a body neutral place in a body acceptance place. So, let me go over some poll results with you guys and kind of explain why I res- why I created these exact polls and what I think they actually mean for us. Yesterday when I was deciding on this topic, like I said, I wanted to get some input from you guys. So the first poll I asked was, do you feel anger or hatred towards your body when trying to get healthier? Okay? So that word healthier is subjective like we said, but I asked if you're feeling anger or hatred towards your body when you're trying to get healthier. Like, are you frustrated with it? Are you angry or upset with your body? Six people voted yes and four people voted no. So it's about half and half voting yes and no. And then I also asked a follow-up question of, is your desire to get healthier Defined by weight loss. So, we're trying to kind of like hone in on that word healthier or get healthy, right? What does that mean to us? And again, it was about 50 50. So, what I did notice though is that the same people that voted for yes, that they do feel anger or hatred towards their body while they are dieting or trying to get healthier also voted no for their uh, definition of healthier to be defined by weight. Okay. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. Now the people that voted yes, that their desire to get healthier is defined by weight. Let's see what those people voted. Let's see if they voted about half and half. Some voted yes, that they have anger towards their body and some voted no. So I thought that was a little interesting. Now some of these polls are 100% one way, which is the most interesting part. Okay. So the next question I asked was, do you find it hard to be positive or love all parts of your body? A hundred percent of the women on this poll said yes. This poll also had the most votes out of any poll. So a hundred percent of women said they find it hard to be positive or love all parts of your body. Now I then put a question sticker and I said, what does body positive or body positivity mean to you? Cause we also should define that. Okay. I got a few responses. One says feeling comfortable in my own skin. One says accepting all body types and your own, no matter the shape or size. And the last one says loving yourself internally and externally while listening to what your body wants and needs. Again, if you guys want to interact with this on Instagram and you guys want to like weigh in on these combos, which I would love, it's going to be confident confident. AF podcast on Instagram, okay? So, those are the three different body positive or body positivity definitions that I got. So, most of them were feeling comfortable, accepting and loving yourself internally and externally no matter what your size. And then I asked people if they would classify themselves as body positive. 50% said yes and 50% said no. Now, the some people that voted that they hate their body, or that they are defining body, uh, their version of getting healthier by losing weight also voted that yes, they would consider themselves as body positive. This is another one that got 100% of the votes in one direction. Are you currently trying to get healthier or lose weight? 100% of the women, again, 100% said yes. And this was one of the higher polls that got that actually got answered. So hundred percent of people that listen to this podcast that voted on this poll are trying to lose weight or get healthier. And half of those people were defining their version of get healthy by weight loss. Next one. Do you think you can love your body at any size? Now, this is a very crazy question. I feel because if you really sit down and think about it, could you love your body at any size, any size? Could you love it? Could you love what it does for you? Five pounds here, five pounds there, maybe 10, 20 pounds. But what if you put on a hundred pounds? What if you put on hundred and fifty pounds? Could you still love and appreciate your body? This one was a little bit less than half and half. So this was 62% said yes. They think they can love their body at any size. 38% said no. So the people that classified themselves as body positive. A lot of them said yes. Some of them said no. Wow, interesting. Okay, and then I also asked another question box. What area do you find the hardest to love on your body? Again, this is a question box. So people could write in anything that they wanted. Every single person on this poll wrote the same thing. And I think this was one of the most telling things about this poll is all of these people are women, by the way. As women, we have these different societal uh, standards or these different like views of cultural views of how our bodies should look. And that is the driving force behind so many things that we do. Every single woman on here wrote their midsection, stomach, abs, or some version of that. So we have on here, stomach, 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 lower tummy area, bad before, even worse after kids, my stomach, loose skin, stomach, midsection, torso, mostly because of my C-section, I wanted to have a, a vaginal delivery. Okay. So... All of these women, all ranging in different ages, all ranging in different body types, all ranging in different sizes, some moms, some not, all these women say that their stomach area is the hardest to love. And the last question I asked, which was almost 100% one way, said, Does being positive and loving your body make you feel guilty for or discourage you from trying to lose weight or be healthy? So, What I'm basically asking here is if you're being positive and, you know, you love your body, do you still feel that you're going to change it? And do you feel guilty for wanting to change it? Everyone said no, except for one person. One person said yes. I did get some other questions. I asked a question box of, with this, how could I help you? Um, Like, if you have another question, what would it be? And so I'm going to go over those at the end. But I just want to kind of like dig into that. Basically what I got from all those polls and all the results of those polls was that even though we're trying to love our body at any size, what it really comes down to is we're always trying to lose weight. We're always trying to get healthier and improve. And that's usually defined by weight loss by most of us. And we only could see our body, loving our body at any size, maybe half of the time. And that when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're still trying to fit into this cultural or societal standard, right? And so what I see from that, that we do need a way for us to be able to stay positive positive about our body and be able to actually reach our goals, if that goal is getting healthier or losing weight or a combination of the two, we need a way to meld those. We need a way to let those coexist. And honestly the way that I think that those can coexist is by body neutrality, because it seems like the answers are a little wishy-washy, right? That like, sometimes we want to love our body, but sometimes we want to punish it. Sometimes we want to, um, love everything about ourselves, but we really still don't like our stomach. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I love everything about myself and I love my body, but like, I really wish I could change this. And And that's normal. First of all, I just want to like preface all this by saying like, this is normal. Okay. This is, you guys can see some of those were a hundred percent one way, like, Every woman that's in there, like I said, different cultural backgrounds, different areas that they live in, different body types, shapes, areas of life, ages, moms, not moms, like all of those women are struggling with the same thing. So let's just go ahead and get into it, okay? How can we do both? How can we reach this level of body positive, acceptance, neutrality? We're gonna change it to neutrality from here on out, okay? How can we get to a body neutrality place And still be wanting to adjust our body or change it or get healthier or lose weight, right? How can we let those coexist? When I was writing out my notes for this podcast, I started to think about what holds us back from loving every single little thing about our body or what holds us back from just letting our body exist. Why does it have to be love or hate, right? Right what holds us back from neutrality, body neutrality? I've said this a million times before on my Instagram, but I truly believe that the self-worth that we attach to our bodies is what actually holds us back. Now I'm going to explain that. So what we can start to do to move towards a body neutral space is to separate our self-worth and our bodies. What I mean by this is in the question box, I asked what everyone's area was that they struggled with and it was stomach, right? Why do we fixate on this one area? What does that area of the stomach abdomen, what does that mean for us? What is that represented in in society? Why does our self-worth become attached to our weight or the way that our body looks, right? Well, let's think about this. Let's just break it down on Instagram. The people that you see that are the getting the roles in movies, the women that you see that are successful the women that you see that are crazed in society, they are thin and they have the right proportions for our body, right? Let's think about this and this will be a whole different topic for a different podcast, but let's think about this came up last week, moms and bouncing back after baby. The whole like. What I think like society thinks is like the best thing that you could say to someone after they're pregnant or after they give birth when they were pregnant is, oh my God, you look like you've never, you never even had a baby, which I think is fucking so interesting because by people saying that it's almost as if like, oh my God, you look as if like nothing has happened to you, right? Like you, you birthed, this is a whole nother podcast topic. I don't even want to get into all this, but basically what I'm saying is that look at the cover of magazines, right? Oh my God body after baby, like, you know, incredible bounce back in only four weeks. She looks the best, whatever, like those things getting praised in our culture puts that into our head. Right. And if you don't think that that happens, then I, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but Everything that we are consuming on a daily basis, whether it be from our friends, our family, how we grew up, tabloids, Instagram, internet, conversations that you have at work, like all of these things have been bombarding us for years and years and years so much that we actually still hold on to them. So that's why moving away from that and going into a body neutral space is actually extremely difficult. We attach praise. We attach acceptance. We attach love. We attach all these things to how our body looks and the way our body is shaped and our weight, right? And if you don't believe me still, think of a movie, right? I've given this example a lot of times, but think of a movie. When you see the nerdy girl or the fat, funny friend, right? Or the girl that is, like, fat girl and then she, like, gets skinny and then gets the man, right? Or, like, she's funny and that's why she gets the guy. Or she gets a makeover and that's why she ends up getting the guy, right? Like, not only is, as women, are we pushed towards wanting to be accepted by men, to be the number one thing that we're striving for, but also we're told that we can't get there until we do something drastic to change ourselves. Because, you know, don't be too smart. This is, again, again, a whole nother tangent, but you can just look at these things in, in our lives and just start to notice them, that like the fat friend, the fat funny friend, like why is that never cast by like a smaller cast member? Why is the fat friend not the lead role? I'm not saying that I feel so like angry about those things. What I'm saying is those things shape the way that we think about our bodies. That's how we start to start to attach self-worth, acceptance, love, compatibility, all these things. We start to attach those things to our bodies, the way they look, our weight, everything. So how do we start to separate those? How do we start to unlearn these things that I just said have been like bombarded to us for years and years and years? How do we start to unlearn this? How do we start to separate that self-worth in our bodies? First of all, we have to start defining worth and gaining self-worth in different ways. Defining our self-worth in other ways. What I mean is having other things that make us great and that we accomplish and that make us Amazing, despite what our body looks like and what we weigh. And this may be like, well, yeah, of course there are things like that. But actually putting emphasis on them, actually sharing them with people and knowing that despite your weight, those things still matter is where we first start. Okay, so we have to start with self-love. We have to start with loving our ourselves internally, building up our self-worth, no matter what our outside of our body looks like or weighs or is shaped like. So that we can start defining self-worth and valuing self-worth in a different way. Okay, next we have to actually separate food and guilt and shame around dieting. Guilt and shame around dieting or pressure to always be improving. All those things really is such a huge factor in this. I can't even stress this enough. I will go into a whole podcast topic or a whole podcast dedicated to my journey with food, shame and guilt around food. It is really, really real, It is weird too, Uh, but it is really, really real. That also plays into our body, our self-worth, and it becomes this vicious cycle of how we feel about ourselves, confidence, and how we actually go about dieting. I was working with a different client a while back. Basically, what I was working with her on was stopping dieting. And this sounds really, really scary and When I tell people that I stopped dieting um, back in 2020, people didn't seem that shocked, right? People didn't seem that shocked. They didn't seem like, oh, well, that's pretty crazy. You stopped dieting. But if you ask most people, just like I asked on Instagram, 100% of the people are trying to somehow improve or diet, right? So they're somehow trying to improve their health, which a lot of times is trying to lose weight that we we discovered, or they're on a diet. So me saying like, I'm not doing that. I'm just being neutral with my body. I know for a lot of people was like, what the fuck? And with this client, when I suggested this to her, when I said, let's give up dieting, let's stop dieting, let's try to find a neutral place with food. And let's stop trying to limit food. Let's stop trying to eat better. Let's stop trying to put these restrictions on food and stop thinking of it as restriction. She said, what if someone asks about it what if someone asked me if I'm dieting and I said well okay and what if you told them that you weren't dieting right now how would that make you feel and she began to cry because we have this view that if we're not trying to improve ourselves or we're not trying to lose weight or we're not trying to get healthier right whatever we're calling it at the moment then somehow we're not doing enough how could someone that is in a larger body not be trying to lose weight why Why wouldn't you be trying to lose weight? That was her fear, that those would be people's thoughts. And those are people's thoughts, actually. Why could you not be trying to lose weight? I can't believe you're not trying to lose weight. Why not? How come? Blah, blah, blah. And so this actually shapes the way that we think about dieting, about our self-worth, and about food. We begin to attach how much of a good person we are to food. Are we ordering a salad or are we ordering pizza? We weigh those in our mind with a moral code or a moral value. We attach moral values to food. It's so strange that we would do that, right? Oh, well, you're, you order the chicken or you order the steak. How many times have you gone to a restaurant? And this happens to my husband and I all the time. Maybe I'm ordering a steak or chicken or a pizza and he orders a salad or an appetizer or whatever. And they put the salad down in front of me. Because we have these roles that food plays in our mind. We have these moral values that we associate with food. And then it comes into gender, right? It can go very, very deep. But my whole point is we have to start separating that food from our self. We have to stop separating. I mean, we have to start separating our food, our body, our diet from shame, guilt, and our self-worth. How can we start doing that? Like, this is the cool part about all of this. We just start doing it. It's not perfect. There's no magic formula. We just start fucking doing it. We just start saying like, I'm not going to fucking diet. We just start fucking going for it. We just start doing it. We just start thinking about things in a different way. We have a mindset shift. Now to separate food from shame and guilt, what we can start to do is not shaming or guilting others in our mind for their food choices, not shaming ourselves for our food choices by letting food also be neutral and letting food be just something that fuels us and something that we enjoy, right? And letting us actually enjoy our food versus food being something that we have to measure, restrict and and um, change, right? Remember I gave that example at the beginning of positive and negative. And if you're on one end of the spectrum, you're gonna have the other on the other side. And if you can go into that neutral space. That's really where you're going to find harmony. Having that neutral space, that's where we can start removing that shame from food. So I know the topic for today is how to stay positive and love our body while trying to lose weight, but we're going to get there or trying to get healthier. We're going to get there, but we have to start here. I am a huge, huge, huge believer in that okay I tried to skip steps so many times and I'm gonna get into what worked for me and what helped me um in my alignment series which you guys are seeing on instagram on my personal instagram but it took me a while to get there okay and Here's the thing. This is why a lot of people don't do this work is because they think, I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. I'm I'm happy with my body now. I need to change my body now. I have a trip next month. I can't love my body and be in a bikini on the beach yet. I can't do that. I need to lose the weight now. And it becomes this, like I said, vicious, vicious cycle of diet, anger, upset, failure of our diet, feeling like a failure, and then restarting the diet, right? So we have to start with self-love, separating our body and self-worth, and then separating shame and guilt from food. Okay, those are the three things we have to start with. If you start with those and you actually put your mind to it and you give yourself actual time to do so, I guarantee you losing weight or getting healthier or changing your body will be so much easier at the end of the day. So much easier when you get to that place. Because I know if you are somebody who is listening to this podcast, I know, I know you've dieted so many times. I know you've dieted so many times and gone back and forth and up and down and you're tired. I know it. Okay. Because I have been there. So why not try something different? Why not try that? Why why not try starting with separating self-love and your body? Why not try with separating food from your worthiness or food from your shame and guilt? Why not try start with starting with self-love? Give yourself 5 months, 6 months of doing that and then go to into a diet or then go into wanting to change your body for a different reason, right? The reason is what matters. The ultimate reason behind it is what really matters when we're talking about dieting, change in our body or really anything. <sighs> I'm going to get off my soapbox now and we're going to move into how to keep that self-love and body positivity when you get to that point of trying to lose weight. Okay. So how can we, let's say you are at that point, you've fully accepted your body. You are in that body neutral space that we talked about. Your body positive, maybe even you aren't dieting right now. You're separating your shame and guilt from food. Like you've gotten over that. You're on your self-love journey. Let's say you're at that place, which is where I, was at the end of this year actually probably since like October I've been there but I really didn't know like I wanted to change my body I didn't feel guilty for wanting to change it anymore but I wanted to change it I just didn't know how to do that and also still keep a good mindset and keep the mindset that I had worked so hard to cultivate I was so fucking scared I was so scared I was like oh my god I just know like somehow I'm gonna fuck this up somehow my mindset's gonna get back to that old girl who's just dieting and putting her self worth in the way that she looks and the way that her body is, I knew I was gonna get back there. And so it took a while for me to get there, but now I am doing my alignment series. As you guys know, if you're watching on Instagram, it's at the confidence queen underscore underscore shameless self plug, but you guys have seen through my alignment series, that is exactly what I'm doing right now. But how did I start doing that? Well, I started by once I removed all those things, once I stopped dieting, I got to the point that I was like ready to change my body for a different reason and so I had to define that reason and that reason had to feel really really strong and really aligned to me now at first it was because I really wanted to have a baby and I still do want to have kids but that feeling wasn't strong enough for me at the time right so it didn't work now, my reason is I didn't like the way my body was feeling around like December. I didn't feel very like I didn't feel like myself. I felt like my face was pretty puffy. I felt kind of like sore um, when I would do certain like activities. My feet were hurting and my joints were hurting and I just didn't feel like me. Like, I, you know, you can just feel it. When you start to work on this stuff and you start to get aligned and you start to be like more in tune with yourself, you'll know like when you're not feeling yourself. And I just didn't, I didn't feel myself. And so my real reason for wanting to do all of this and to change my body was not actually really to change my body, not really to change my weight. My goal was really to feel better in my body and to get prepared for the next phase of my life, which was to have a baby, right? So that was my why. And I think you really have to start defining what that reason is for you and you have to start defining it. And that feeling has to be very aligned to you, right? You can't do it for anybody else. You can't do it for your husband or for you know, your mom or your dad or kids has to be for you. Then you have to actually start defining what healthy or weight loss really means to you. For me, when I said, I want to start changing my body, I started to define like, what does that mean for me? When did I feel my most comfortable? Like, what did I feel like at that point? What do I want to feel like? What do I want my life routine to look like? What is actually realistic for me? Like, what do I want? Like, what life do I want to cultivate? You know, we do this a lot in coaching. Um, I've done this with several several coaches and I've done this with clients talking about like this dream life or this life that we want to cultivate and taking little small action steps to get there, right? And to create that life and to make that life attainable for us. Because a lot of people say like, oh, I want this life. Like I want to be a millionaire. I want to own this car and that car and this, but what action steps are you actually taking to change your current life, to actually get To that point. And if you're not doing those, that dream seems very far away. But by changing little small things in your daily life, you can actually get to those. Like before you fucking know it, you're gonna be living that life that you. At one point said was your dream life. So I started defining what healthy meant to me, what uh, changing my body actually looked like. And I don't mean saying you want to lose X amount of weight. I started to find what my healthy day would look like. I need to eat more vegetables. Okay. I need to have a green juice. I want to drink my ginger You know, it helps with my digestion. I want to go walking in the morning. I want to go to Pilates twice a week. I really enjoy Pilates and I enjoy how I feel, but I also want to lift, you know, like how does my, so how does my week and my day look? And that's what I focused in on. And if you guys wa- were are watching on Instagram, my alignment series, a lot of the things that I'm practicing are daily practices because I truly believe that daily practices are actually what move the needle. It's not like going hard for six months or going hard for 90 days. Um, it's daily practices that you just implement in and become part of your routine that actually move the needle forward. Okay, and those also move the needle forward in you creating your dream life. And the last thing is that mindset really is everything. When it comes to staying in a positive place surrounding your body, when it comes to changing your habits, mindset is everything. What's really, really cool about mindset work is that it's so easy once you get it. So once you do, once you know that it really is just you shifting your mindset and saying like, I'm not accepting that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I won't be trying to lose weight anymore. I won't be shaming myself for what I'm eating. I won't be available for friend hangouts on weekdays. I won't be getting up past 5 a.m. and feeling like shit anymore. I will be getting up in the morning and doing my my morning routine. I will be getting up and doing my morning walk. I will be going to Pilates twice a week. Once you start to really just say, like, I'm going to do that, it, that's all it takes. And it's so hard for people and myself included when I first started to really fucking understand that because you're like, but I have this and I have that and I have this and I have that. And it, it's true. We all have these things that sometimes come in the way or sometimes want to throw us off course. But that's why I said really finding what you want your dream life to look like and then taking small steps to get there. You don't have to change everything in one week. You take those small steps daily and add steps on top of it. So you add and you add and you add until, like I said, eventually you're living your fucking dream life. And with this as well, I really want to drive home that being realistic is really, really important. So By saying like realistic, what I mean is like you don't have to say like I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do an hour morning routine and then I'm gonna make a green juice and then I'm gonna go to Pilates and then I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna do all that by seven a.m. If you aren't doing anything like that right now, that's not realistic, right? So what is realistic for you? Adding in fifteen minutes of writing in a journal, getting up five minutes earlier so you can do your gua sha, getting up you know ten minutes earlier so that you can take a walk around the block with your dog. Like what is actually attainable for you at this moment. And then adding things in, you know, weekly or monthly, every single time you feel like you have mastered that, that one that you just added in. So it takes daily practice. It takes implementing them slowly being realistic. And then also you may need to implement boundaries during different stages. Staying in a positive place with our weight and our body may mean to you that you don't weigh yourself yet that you're not ready for that step. Or it may mean that you don't take photos of yourself, progress photos of yourself yet. This has to be where you check in with yourself And gauge, am I ready to take a progress picture or is that gonna make me feel like I'm gonna compare to the last weeks? Is that gonna make me feel nitpicky about every little thing about my body? With going back into this alignment series in the beginning of the year, I was not really sure if I wanted to weigh myself yet. And then I had to really check in with myself and say, like, no, I am ready to do that. And every single week when I weighed myself, I checked in with myself. How did I feel? Am I being realistic with myself? Am I being honest with myself? How do I really, really feel? And that's another thing is actually being so fucking honest with yourself, getting honest with yourself and saying, this is how I feel. And that takes checking in with yourself, which takes taking time to yourself in the quiet that can be in the car that can be at the end of the day that can be in the morning that can be on your lunch break taking time to actually process what you're feeling, which is what we I talked about last week. Processing what you're feeling. Stop stuffing those emotions down. Process what you're feeling and feel into, is this making me feel a certain way? Is this making me feel a certain way? No, it's not. Okay, then we can continue, right? That's what I mean by setting up and implementing those boundaries is really just ask yourself, like, do I really think I'm ready to be weighing myself? Do I really think I'm ready to be counting my calories again? Do I really think I'm ready to be, you know, following, a specific like plan, like what, what level are you at? I could tell you what level I'm at, but it really doesn't matter what level I'm at because it really only matters the level that you're at in this present time. And to be able to define what level you're at and see that you have to check in with yourself. What I want you guys to really get out of this episode is that having this ultimate self-love and having this like body positive all the time, loves every single little thing about their body, doesn't have to be the goal. In fact, if you want my opinion, I don't think it should be the goal. That might ruffle some feathers. But getting to a neutral place with your body, getting to a neutral place with, whoa. Bitch, are you okay? Getting to a neutral place with our body where we can love and accept it in its different phases, want to change it, and it doesn't mean anything truly is where you'll find happiness. Truly is where you'll find that you're able to adjust things, that you're able to start working out more or implement um, goals with fitness and weight loss and all these things. You'll be able to implement those without it meaning anything about you. Without it meaning anything anything at all because your body is. (sighs) Okay. The last thing I really want to touch on is I got a question when I asked what I can help you guys with. I said, you have a direct question or topic you want me to cover in this episode. My friend wrote in and said how to see small wins, even when the number on the scale goes up. So I think this really comes down to really checking in with yourself, being honest with yourself and celebrating things other than the scale or the way your body looks. When I started personal training, I was at a corporate gym and I only was allowed to weigh clients or take their body fat percentage. I wasn't allowed to take photos of them. And I fucking hated this because what it came down to was that the scale meant so much to them. Their body fat meant so much to them. Like, oh my God, it just weighed in with them. No pun intended. It weighed with them. Like it weighed on them. It was the deciding factor on whether they did good that week or bad that week or whether I added more to their program. But that wasn't, that's not the whole picture of what's going on with them. So when I left the corporate gym and I implemented my own training style, I implemented a more well-rounded approach even before I started talking about confidence and all this stuff. So we took photos, we weighed, we measured, and we did an actual check-in on paper like a check-in, a mentality type of check-in. And uh, my client, Sarah, I just love her so fucking much. She was my client like through and through. She's my, my longest running client that I ever had. And she'll remember this, that we did this together. We would check in every week. Did you eat your meals? How did you feel eating them? Did you hit all your macros? Did you drink all your water? Like that's a more well-rounded check-in. And so when you're trying to celebrate small wins and you're trying to celebrate things other than the scale, I think it's really important to, you don't have to really like track all those things all the time, but you do have to check in with yourself. You have to take all those other things into account and then you have to give yourself credit for the things that went really fucking well that week. So I suggest actually getting a like gratitude journal or just a journal in general and writing down The good things that happened weekly or even daily. So I write them down daily, but writing down like the good things that happen. And if you're on a health and weight loss journey and you're at that point where you're, you know, tracking stuff and you're weighing in weekly or bi weekly or, you know, whatever, hopefully it's not more than that because I do think that weighing so much can be detrimental. But if you're weighing weekly, which is what I usually suggest, is I suggest having like a weekly check-in with yourselves too. So like weighing what we do right now, Renee and I, we like weigh in, we take photos and we talk about what's going on this week. What happened this week? Say like only worked out three times this week. I didn't get as many as I wanted. You know, we missed a walk. Like we do this kind of like little check-in. Now, if you don't have someone that you're doing it with, that's totally fine. Check in with yourself and List out the things that went really fucking well that week. Even if you didn't lose weight, even if you missed three workouts, even if you ate out the night before, what are the things that went well? Did you hit all five of your walks? Did you get more water in than the week before? Did you keep a better mindset? Did you not have a mental breakdown when someone asked you if you're dieting or if you've lost weight? Did you say yes to going to a fitness class with your friend? Like All those little small things, Like you have to be recognizing them constantly to celebrate those small wins to be able to celebrate them we have to recognize them first and take time to celebrate them actually celebrate them not just say like oh great job like okay yeah I did that but I still you know gained a pound that's like being on social media too you get a hundred like great comments and then you get one that says you're ugly or this sucks or I disagree with it and it crushes you right that's the same way like if you were seeing someone one of your own like favorite creators doing that you would be like but who cares that's troll, right? That pound is the troll. Okay. Like that pound is the troll. Like she's there. Who knows who the fuck knows why she's there and who the fuck cares? Honestly, like, look at all these amazing things that you did. Look at all these amazing things that you did. And that's about separating self-worth from the number on the scale. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This probably had to be one of my favorite fucking episodes ever. I just really like loved getting in the nitty gritty about this stuff. When I release this episode, I'll put a little question box over on the Instagram confident AF podcast. And I will put a question box for what else did you guys want to know? What else did you guys want to hear about? What do you disagree with me on? What do you think I could have covered more of like, where do you guys want me to go from here? How did this podcast help you? I love interacting with you guys over on the Instagram. So I'm doing that a lot. So let Let me know like what else you guys want more in depth on. And if any of this is like, oh my God, Alicia, like, yes, you're speaking to me. Like I want more. I want more. I want more. Go to the show notes. There's going to be a link down there where it says want to know more about confidence coaching or not sure if it's for you. Click on that link and that's going to allow you to do a one-on-one call with me. That's a one-on-one call for us to just go over. Like, what are you struggling with? Like, how can I help you? Like, how can I be of service to you? That is is where you'll find more information directly from me. And then if you're like, no, I just want to know more about the podcast and I want to know more about these topics and I'm just getting into it, there's also a link in the show notes that subscribes you to my email list. Being on the email list will get you first dibs on anything that I release regarding like free stuff, free PDFs, it will just give you anything that I release, you'll get access to it first on the email list. And then lastly, if you just want to be friends, if you want to hang out, like I said, go follow me on Instagram at confident podcast. And then also myself at the confidence queen underscore underscore. I love you guys so fucking much. This was one of my favorite podcast episodes ever in the next upcoming weeks. Actually, the next three weeks, we're going to have guests. So I can't wait to announce those to you guys. Next week will be Grazel, my friend Grazel. She's amazing. She's actually a fitness trainer. So I'm really excited to have her on. She went from being at a corporate gym with me, which is how we met, to being fully online and owning her own business. So I can't wait to talk to her and share her story with you guys. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review down for me below. I did a contest for that again over on Instagram. So the winners will be announced over there on Instagram. Once the reviews come in, the reviews take a second to show up. So if you can leave me a review, I really appreciate it. If you can leave me a rating, I also appreciate that. I love you guys so fucking much. Thank you guys for coming back to Confident as Fuck. And I can't wait to see you next week. But until then... Don't forget to let your confidence shine.